Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from AppFigures, and here's your weekly roundup of the most interesting updates from the world of mobile apps and games. And this week, I ranked the highest earning and most downloaded games in June. I shared my thoughts on the Unity Iron Source merger and looked at a couple of small but interesting trends. So let's get started. Unity and Iron Source, two solid names most game developers probably know, announced they're merging this week. If you're not familiar, Unity offers a cross-platform game engine and a built-in ad network for developers to monetize their games. That's the important bit. And IronSource is an ad network, though it calls itself a monetization platform. The bottom line, both make money from the same audience, which is game developers, making them somewhat of competitors. Consolidation in this space isn't a new trend in a post-app tracking transparency world. But what's interesting here is that both of these companies went public recently, and both saw their valuations drop significantly since, even as revenue continues to rise. While many look at this merger from a purely financial perspective and analyze that side of it, I want to take a slightly different look from the developer perspective, something I do a lot more often. And I'll do that by looking at how many games are built with Unity and how many make money with either of these two monetization solutions. The data I'll be using comes from our SDK indulgence, in which we scan apps for which technologies they use. So if you're curious, now you know. More than 285,000 mobile games that you can download right now from the App Store and Google Play are powered by Unity. That's a lot of games. Unity's revenue model scales with success, and even though not all games are successful, if we look at the list of which games use Unity, we see awesome names like Mario Kart and Call of Duty. Very familiar. So from the Iron Source side, a merger means that all of those games are now just a short email away from monetizing with Iron Source's ad network. That's or right. from the other direction, now Iron Source can excite its advertisers with a new inventory. Iron Source has a little more than 70,000 games using its SDK to monetize across the App Store and Google Play. A little under a half are also built with Unity. So keep that in mind. From the Unity side, the merger means. Hmm? I'm actually not entirely sure. Roughly 260,000 games utilize Unity's ad network, an impressively higher number than Iron Source. And even more impressive is that this number isn't entirely made up of games using Unity's game engine, even though the numbers are somewhat similar. Only a little under half of those games are also built with Unity. Lots of opportunity. Many say this merger is a direct result of Apple's app tracking transparency, crushing advertisers which can be reflected by both of these companies' stock declining since going public. And I fully believe it. But I'll leave you with this. Is this better for developers? And my thinking is probably. Iron Source's innovative approach to monetization when built right into the game engine could give developers an even easier way to make money, which incentivizes more developers to make more games, which I'm all for. But just one other thought to keep in mind is ads aren't the only way to monetize, and you'll see what I mean in just a moment. While we're talking about games, this week I've crunched the numbers and ranked the most downloaded games in the world. If you're looking for apps, I ranked those last week, and I will leave a link to that at the end, plus in the description. Now, guess what? Hypercasuals continue to dominate the chart in June, even on the App Store, which is not abnormal at this point. Subway Surfers was the most downloaded game in the world in June, adding 37 million new players to its pool. It was the top choice in May as well, and with a single exception, the most downloaded game every month, going back to November of last year. 
<laughs> what a classic. Hypercasuals completed the top five, which isn't really surprising. Garena Free Fire is again missing from this list as it's still banned in India, but sibling Free Fire Max continued to uphold its place. Short about a million downloads when compared to May. We estimate that together, the top 10 winners in June brought in 202 million new players to their games, a slight increase over May's total, but not a significant one. App tracking transparency has made it considerably more expensive to buy downloads, I mean eyeballs. We see companies continue to try, but even just looking at this total not growing significantly during one of the best months of the year, it's clear the return on investment is lower or negative, which makes it hard to continue. A lot of attention is now given to Apple search ads, which offer an interesting alternative. That's all I'm going to say about it. But as with the many tools that Apple offers, they're far from perfect. We're working on something to help with that, so stay tuned. And a quick pause. If you like the episode so far, please hit the like button. Thanks. I'll wait. I won't. In addition to downloads, this week I've crunched the numbers and ranked the highest earning games in the US. And like I said last week, I use the US as a point of reference for revenue because it's the biggest market. If you want me to look at other markets, leave me a comment and let me know which countries are more interesting for you. So let's have a look at the winners in June. Candy Crush Saga was the highest earning mobile game in the US in June. It topped the App Store, Google Play, and the combined list with an estimated $118 million of net revenue. Far below is second place Pokemon Go, which ended the month with an impressive haul of $72 million of net revenue again. Impressive for Pokemon Go, that is. In June, new-ish, non-hyper-casual Diablo Immortal joined the list, netting $19 million according to our app intelligence. I've been watching Diablo Immortal, and if you've watched one of the past episodes, you know that I talked about its launch. I'm going to talk about it again in not a lot more time, now that it's making some serious money. It's going to hit a milestone, and you probably want to subscribe if you care about those numbers. Roblox, Coinmaster, and Bingo Blitz, trademark, round up the top five in the combined list, which looks fairly similar to the list in both stores individually. Together, the top 10 highest earning apps across the App Store and Google Play raked in a combined total of $396 million of net revenue in June. If you compare this to May's total, you'll notice a modest increase of about 6%. And that's important. Not because it's summer, and summer means more kids are out of school playing games. I mean, that too, but not entirely. This is important because it means that for games to win in a post-app tracking transparency world, which is where we are today, they must figure out a way to monetize without ads. Crazy. I know, ludicrous. But if stagnant downloads and consolidation among monetization companies aren't enough to tell you that, in-game spending continuing to grow, should. Moving away from games, National Slurpee Fountain 7-Eleven is giving away free Slurpees because it's 7-Eleven, July 11th, and also because it's celebrating its 95th birthday. All you have to do is download their mobile app. If you've been following me for a while now, you know that this is how chains like 7-Eleven and McDonald's have been promoting their apps in the last few years. It works pretty well when you have a signature item to give away, like chicken nuggets from McDonald's or Slurpee. This isn't the first time Slurpees have been offered for downloads, but unlike previous summers, this giveaway was by far the most effective. Let's set some foundation. In 2019, the giveaway generated roughly 280,000 downloads during campaign week. COVID lockdowns have slowed downloads down in 2020 and in 2021, where 7-Eleven saw 152, 
and 162,000 downloads, respectively, according to our estimates. But like many other IRL apps, 2022 was the year things go boom, and downloads certainly followed. In an average week in 2022, 7-11 gets roughly 50,000 downloads across the App Store and Google Play, according to our app intelligence. This week, downloads skyrocketed to more than 452,000. And that's not even the entire week. That's a gigantic leap over the best giveaway week back in 2019. What I found interesting in this campaign is that through the app, you can have a free Slurpee delivered to you. That's right. If you read between the lines here, you'll see that these chains are all at war right now. War over digital mindshare, which really means the ability to push notifications to possible customers. Although this isn't a new trend, it's obvious not all chains are executing on it as well, which means we as customers are going to undoubtedly see more promotions and more free stuff and hopefully it's going to work, unlike some of the stuff that I covered over the last few weeks. But just like streaming last year, I don't expect this trend to last too, too long. And last for this week, an interesting, funny one. I found, maybe not funny, I found an interesting trend where downloads of an app can be used as a proxy to what's going on IRL. In this case, it's traveling to Canada. See, Canada requires that visitors download the Arrive Can app to record travel information, including documents and COVID info. For many months now, the app has ranked very high in the U.S., beating popular names like Twitch and Tinder. But yes, I mean that Tinder. Just how many downloads are we talking about here? So far, this year, ArriveCan saw nearly 3 million new downloads in the U.S., according to our estimates. But the trend is the more interesting bit. Our estimates show that in January of this year, the app was averaging 2,000 downloads per day. By March, that average doubled to 4,000. Nice. The average grew to 20,000 in April, and in July, single-day downloads peaked at 51,000. That's a 2,500% growth in just a few months. Nice. More travel. Also nice. Also, also, we now have a rough estimate of the number of new travelers to Canada by day using downloads. Nice, sir. This is a pretty extreme example of using downloads to proxy real-world things, but it's a pretty decent one in many cases. Consider that when you do your competitive analysis. And that's all I have for you this week. I hope you've learned something new. Check out last week's episode to see the most downloaded apps in the world and also the highest earning apps in the world. And if you want more episodes like this one, make sure to subscribe. I'll see you next week.